Welcome back, book nerds. On this episode, I'll be speaking with Kathleen West, author of Home or Away. This book is all about two friends, one Olympic dream and the choice that stood in the way. Leigh and Susie were once close friends on their way to Olympic hockey gold, but when Leigh stumbles along her path, she leaves everything behind. Two decades later, Leigh is a successful investment banker, happily married, and the mom of a hockey prodigy. So when a career opportunity lands her and her family back home, Leigh takes the shot for her kid. Back in the ultra-competitive world she left behind, the move puts her back in Susie's orbit, the one person who knows her secret. Let's get to it and get to know more about Kathleen and her new book. All right, book nerds, I am now speaking with Kathleen West, author of Home or Away. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here at Gene Book Nerd. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know I just kind of introduced you to our audience, but would you please uh, give us a more thorough introduction of yourself and tell us a little bit about your book? Sure. Well, I'm Kathleen West. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and it's a perfect place to write a hockey book. So Homer Away is about two women who are both on the cusp of making the 2002 Olympic hockey team. And one of them makes it and one of them doesn't. And then those two women are kind of our main characters. Lee, the woman who didn't make it, left hockey forever, moved to Florida, started an investment banking career. As one does. Yeah, as one does. (laughs) And then... When her son is nine and wants to get serious about hockey, she comes back to Minnesota where she's from because this is the place to go if you want to play youth hockey. And she's forced to kind of rejoin the community that she left all those years ago and confront all of the bad decisions and secrets that she left behind. Mm, interesting. Oh, so it's it's very much a kind of like a uh, real to put in air quotes, real world uh, situation. Like, you know, this could really happen. It's not, you know, like a yeah, know, made up fantasy story. Like, like you know, this kind of like feels more like a real world book. Yeah, definitely realistic fiction. That's kind of my wheelhouse. Um, I like to write like a what if, you know, like story. Um, you know, it's a regular teacher, someone just like me in school, but what if a parent did X, Y, Z? And in this case, it's like, what if someone like me was a world-class athlete and had to leave it all behind (laughs) and then, you know, go from there. Gotcha. So obviously hockey is a big theme in this book. What was the reasoning for choosing hockey versus a different sport? Are you a big hockey fan? Did you have to, did you not really know much about hockey? Well, tell us about that. Well, I'm from Minnesota, so this is the state of hockey, and I think ah. we have the most um, NHL players are like from Minnesota more than any other state, things like Ex- that. And hockey is a really big part of our like school culture here and youth culture. It's a really big youth sport here. Um, and I am a hockey mom. I never meant to be a hockey mom, and if it had been up to me, I probably would have kept my kids from learning to skate, but um, they did learn to skate, and and so and they fell in love with the game, so I've, I've spent the last 10 years in the rink as well. Even so, like I'm not a hockey expert, and I had to do a lot of research um, for this book, learning about coaching, learning about playing, and interviewing people who are much, much better at the game and much more experienced than I am, but... Minnesota and hockey kind of go together, which is why I decided hockey and not something else. 
No, that makes that makes perfect sense. I'm not a uh, the biggest sports guy, but I definitely know Minnesota's are definitely like for hockey in in the U.S. You know, Minnesota's like the place to be. So. Yeah, and also something about hockey that makes it interesting is that you have to start really young. Like other sports, like I grew up as a runner, and and that was my sport track and cross country. You can kind of start that any time and still be good at it as long as you have like aerobic fitness. But hockey is so specialized. Like if you don't start very young like two three four years old it's you're already behind it's very hard to catch up so it has kind of an intensity to it that other sports lack which i thought was important for the characters interesting i never knew that can you can you tell us a little bit about why just for someone who knows absolutely nothing about sports really why is it that hockey is a sport you have to start really really young what makes it different i think because there's so many discrete skills like other sports like lacrosse, for instance, or, you know, other kind of um, land sports, you can pick up like one set of skills. But I think the skating aspect of it gives it like two sets of skills, you know, you have the skating skills, plus then the stick handling skills and like the gameplay skills. And it's one of those things where the more experience you get really young, the the more savvy you are as a player, and it's just very hard to catch up. I kind of liken it to people who learned how to swim all of their strokes when they were young. Like if you're a swimmer, I think it's very hard to become a fast swimmer if you didn't take swimming lessons as a little kid, kind of like that. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Did not know that. So in your research of, you know, learning more about the game and did you, uh, did you have to watch a lot of hockey games? Did you talk to anyone interesting from the hockey world that, you know, people, you know, might not know much about or, you know, someone surprising? Yeah, it was really fun to to write a book about the Olympics because I needed to talk to some Olympians and I had never really met an Olympian in real life. It's kind of like you can't believe that these people actually exist. But if you start asking around and the Minnesota hockey community is pretty small and I, my kids have had a lot of coaches over the years and I've been like a reasonable sports mom. So they still speak to me. And I um, so I just started asking, like, do you know anyone who could talk to me about this? And so I got in touch with two Olympic women's hockey players from the era that I was writing about. Um, and one of them, her name is Trisha Dunn Loma. She's a three-time medalist from 1998, 2002, and 2006. So I got to interview her all about like what training camp was like and being on an Olympic team and just kind of hearing her vibe, like what kind of intensity it took to reach the highest level. That was really valuable for me. No, absolutely. I could only imagine talking to an Olympian and just be like, so yeah, you might know a little bit about the sport. Yes. And, you know, like, she has three Olympic medals just like in her closet. I was like, where do you keep the medals? You know, like, where are they? And are you just a normal person? Like, do you do the people from your team like in 1998, do they all have like regular jobs now? Would it be because one of my characters was on the Olympic team and now she teaches PE at the middle school. And I'm like, is this something that you would do and she's like yeah there are teachers who were on the olympic team like they go on to have these normal lives i don't know i think that would be really weird it was fun yeah. to think about like the focus that it takes and the excellence it takes to do that and then what you do with that energy when your career is over that's that's interesting that yeah it makes me kind of wonder like yeah what would like you know uh a famous musician or like an astronaut it's like you know what do you do it's like oh i'm a mechanic now and I, you know a, yeah. you know like yeah. an auto shop it's like that's what <laughs> I know it's like living a different life yeah absolutely 
So in this book, um, between your main characters and all the other, you know, I don't know how many characters there are in total. Um, probably a lot, especially with, you know, dealing with teams of hockey players and everything. There's a lot of tension in the story. And obviously one thing that I know from speaking with many authors, one thing that's the very, very important is keeping everything real and feeling authentic. So especially in, you know, a lot of the situations that these characters are in, how do you go about keeping the tension and the emotions and kind of what these characters are going through and feeling, feeling real, but also keeping it kind of like all flowing and natural? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and it takes a long time for it to get there for me. Lots and lots of drafts. Um, in this book, I have four point of view characters. So we have chapters like where we're in somebody's head and there are four characters whose heads we're in. And all of those characters, if, when I'm thinking about tension and flow, they all have to have an arc, like things have to get worse for all of them and then eventually resolve and get better. You know, like it has to all kind of work out. Um, and so that is a process where like I might make a spreadsheet and I have like, okay, this is when a bad thing happens to this person and then a bad thing happens to this person and then things might get better here. And it takes a lot of finessing and reordering of those things to, to get it right. A challenge for me is that I come to like these people so much that I don't <laughs> want bad things to happen to them, but bad things have to happen. My husband is an early reader for me and he's like, oh, the person just keeps making so many mistakes. I'm like, well, how many books have you read about a person who's having their best day? Like, that's not an exciting story. I mean, that's so, not life in general. It's like, yeah. how many, it's like, I make bad mistakes. Everyone does. It's like, no one right. goes through life perfect. I mean, that's, that's real. So putting, you know, making sure that I have enough things, you know, obstacles in their way. And I think a big part of it is understanding what each person really wants and what they need and whether those are the same things or different and how they're going to learn that lesson. And it takes time. Like I can write down what I think that's going to be at the beginning of the book, but I can write like 60,000 words and things have changed because I've been surprised by the characters as I go. So it's kind of a mix. So as you're writing, so when you start, start planning the book, do you kind of figure out what the beginning, the middle and the end is, or you just come up with the beginning and then just let the characters in the story unfold and just see where things go do you kind of like just see where it goes and say okay that's where it ended up or do you kind of try to guide the story and like make it get to a certain point or what's how's that work i usually try to write a synopsis where i have an idea of the beginning in the middle and the end and then that takes me so far and then usually i veer off course at some point because i realize that something isn't going to work or a character that i thought was going to be really compelling um isn't and that person isn't going to be in the book anymore or something kind of big happens it's almost like i'm living my own story on the outside writing it and then i have to just adjust um, I'm trying, I'm developing another project right now, and I'm really trying to take what I've learned from writing three books already and put it into like the best outline ever. But even as I'm doing it, I just know, okay, what's going to happen is this is going to take you to 50,000 words. And then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I have to start again. <laughs> um, but at least then I have something like a little bit of handholding to get me going. Um, Otherwise, it just feels so daunting to face a blank page that you know you have to fill, and then the next one, and then 300 after that. Yes, yeah, you know, just get one page done, and then the next one, and then the next yeah. 300. Crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. And it has to make sense for other people to read it. And, and enjoy, absolutely. Yeah. 
So I know uh, when I was looking at the book and you know learning more about it, you discussed the male and female dynamics uh, within sports and hockey and how I know uh, one part of the book, you know, you say, you know, quote unquote, call her uh, one of the kids, the, a female athlete instead of just an athlete. And I want to know what your thoughts are on that sort of dynamic and that issue in the real world versus how it's portrayed in the book and, you know, having men and women both seen as just athletes and equal. Yeah, women's, it's a big issue, especially in women's hockey. Women's hockey, and this is another reason why I picked hockey. It was just coming to prominence. Like it just became a high school sport in the in the mid to late 90s in Minnesota. So it's really relatively new that girls were playing hockey. So my main characters were on the front end of elite women's hockey in the United States. And I mean, I think the issues about equality in sports you can find all over the place they've been in soccer recently oh um, yeah yeah basketball recently like every every place you look and i mean 